0: Absolutely. Win or lose. I mean, you're still here making money, so you should also contribute to the entertainment of the event. And Hans definitely did that. He, I mean, it, was, it was fun to watch. He, he comes on. He basically says, the game is so beautiful, I don't need, need to even show a single variation. And I understand why he did that. Uh-huh. And, and then he basically was like, okay, this interview's done uh-huh. and walked off. Uh-huh. It was like similar to that Miami thing where, he, where the chess speaks for itself. Exactly. Walks off.
1: <laughs> all right episode six how's it going Fabi it's been uh a week now you're in the middle of the U.S chess championships mm-hmm. how's it going man
0: it's going well so far I can't complain about the U.S champs it's been interesting I think it's probably one of the tournaments with the most attention on it in recent years besides like the world Championships stuff like that yeah usually people wouldn't pay attention to so much attention to U.S champs but
1: Obviously, it's a special year. It is a special year, isn't it? Uh, with Hans and everything that's going on with, with, with that situation. I, I wasn't going to uh, see it playing the way it's playing right now, before the Singfield Cup. I thought it's just going to be a US Championship. Naka is not playing. It's probably going to be a mellow event. No, and then it's far this, from a mellow event. And then this whole I mean. story is coming, <laughs> yeah? Uh, okay, it, so first we had,
0: before the tournament started, we had the report that came out yeah. Obviously, adding some fuel to the fire. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you're you're giving interviews to the guy. So, I wonder how
1: that feels. It's it's an interesting experience. Um, I, I wasn't expecting it to be, uh, to have an interview on day one. But it actually happened because he won his first game. And he was his first game with the Black Pieces against a very promising junior, um, Christopher Yu, who actually is having a pretty decent event after that. So... That was an interesting experience. Let's say not necessarily that I wasn't ready. I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. um, and also I wasn't sure if he will be willing to give interviews. Uh, I didn't think he would be. Well, it's I, in the contract, right? I, I think it's in the contract. All the players
0: yeah. are, are are required
1: to give some interviews. I think so. So the way it works: once you finish the turn, uh, once you finish your game, they take you through the back. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't mention that, but I guess. Yeah, right I think now it's everybody fine. knows. It doesn't, doesn't really matter, and uh, and 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 then somebody uh, asks you to go to wherever the studio is, mm-hmm. if you, for the most part, have won your games. Yeah. Sometimes it happens when you draw a game as well. If we haven't talked to you for the whole event or anything of that nature, then they will chaperone you to to, to the studio, and then we don't. I, an I interview. think they don't usually ask losers to not losers. Because usually, no.
0: usually, someone who loses is pretty upset.
1: Yeah. Although I think that. It's still your
0: responsibility as a professional, you know. Absolutely. Win or lose, I mean, you're still here making money, so you should also contribute to the entertainment of the event. And Hans definitely <laughs> did that. <laughs> he, I mean, it was it was fun to watch. He he comes on. He basically says, "The game is so beautiful, I don't need, need to even show a single variation." Uh, you know. Chess speaks for itself, you know. That's all I can say. Let's discuss the I'm game sorry, a little that's bit. A, that's it. But uh, you ah. know, you can leave it to your interpretation. But thank you. That is that's it. all that's, you want to that's say. That's all I like to say. Yes. Because okay. it was such a beautiful game, I don't even need to describe it. Thank you. What? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I understand why he did that. Uh huh. And and then he basically was like, "Okay, this interview's done," uh-huh. and walked off. Uh-huh. It was like similar to that Miami thing where he where the chess speaks for itself. Exactly.
1: With the black pieces, a win against world number one, Magnus Carlsen. And now I'm curious to hear some reactions from Hans in Miami. Hans, yesterday was a terrible uh, day for you, and today you start out with a masterpiece. How would you summarize it?
0: Chess speaks for itself.
1: Is it something special doing this against Magnus, Hans? Well, he does this thing, and I think Alejandro was mentioning it as well. He came into the studio, and he was like, okay, I'm going to tell my piece, and you're not going to, like, interrupt. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually didn't say that with the interruption. He just said, we're not going to analyze. Mm -hmm. That's before we go live. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. I'm also not 100% sure what type of relationship me and Hans uh, have at the moment, given that we... You went after him a bit. Oh, <laughs> a little bit. Okay, so, so <laughs> I also feel like I,
0: I did, like we did yeah. contribute a bit to the, to the constant snowballing of you know analyzing, critiquing every game that he's ever played. Yeah, we we didn't do that to a great extent, but we did a bit of that, and so I had this like feeling, this vibe from him, because we were on pretty decent terms. Like during St. Cup, we were hanging out, we played tennis, we were talking a bunch, and then I had this vibe from him here that. He, like really didn't want to interact with me and and so we haven't really said anything to each other and that's what i said on in one of the interviews i mean you're
1: also beating him every single time you play against him you play you played him with the black pieces in bundesliga you beat him you played with the black pieces at the single cup you beat him and now you beat him again so obviously the guy doesn't want to talk to you <laughs> okay but that's that's not a reason to hate someone that's true that's true. I, I'm not even sure if he hates anybody, if he hates us. I don't think he hates us. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I cannot speak for uh
0: I think he probably feels him. a little bit uh, bit attacked, which I understand. Also, yeah. And probably also the reason why he didn't want to give variations was because every word that he said in those interviews, the ones that he gave, were picked apart. Yeah. So it's kind of understandable that uh, you don't want anything you say t- say to be used against you. It's like it's like when you're
1: arrested and you're given your Miranda rights it's <laughs> and
0: you just don't you're not supposed to say anything
1: it's so interesting yeah because um every single interview after that is been picked apart whether mm-hmm. it's you whether it's Hikaru whether it's somebody else before that nobody gave a shit, right everybody was like yeah sure it's a postmortem. mortem mm-hmm. yeah, the, the typical chess po- post-mortem yeah you go on you you analyze you make some mistakes and things of that nature but since then everybody's picking apart everything. They were like, oh, he had the engine on during this interview. Why didn't he have it during this interview? Sometimes yeah. I actually forget. I'm uh-huh. not doing it on purpose. I'm not turning off the engine well, on
0: purpose. That was all 103 in Sinkfield Cup, so we would have to ask him whether or not he turned yeah. off the engine for that interview on yeah. purpose. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it is bullshit. I mean, I remember I'm, I'm playing Kramnik in 2014, and the guy beats me in the... um. Actually, I resign mm-hmm. in an ending where it's not clear if I'm, it's a draw or winning. And after, afterwards, they ask him and, and me, like, well, are you sure that White's winning in this position? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want to talk about it. And Kramnik's like, yeah, yeah, I know this ending from way back. <laughs> and then he gives, like, this 30-move line, all total bullshit. <laughs> not a single correct thing said in all of those 30 moves. He says it very confidently, and because it's Kramnik and he's a legend and, and one of the greatest players ever, we're like, oh very impressive of course then you check with the engine and it's a load of shit and i feel like we didn't do that before like we didn't say oh kramnik you know he's spouting all this stuff that's untrue but now we're like critiquing every single word that han says like this this move is good for white but it's actually bad i mean people make mistakes so that's why i didn't read too
1: much into the interviews like you know but it's not us right it's usually people in the comments which i do believe for the most part are new fans are new people that just got introduced to chess they have the engines they always watch what's happening with an engine by their side so they kind of have that uh aura of invincibility yeah and they're like yeah, yeah yeah i know everything the engine is telling me what whatever i want to uh yeah it's it's an interesting time man it's really an interesting time in the world of chess and uh well, honestly, spearheading, let's say this whole no, no. I mean, I situation. think he's, he's not spearheading. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, he's a. Uh, like I, I have no problem with the guy, but he yeah. he's a casualty of this. Oh, this for is sure. Not
1: a casualty. You well, not not. I don't want to say definitely not a victim.
0: A ca- I say, not a victim. Um, no, I don't want to say a casualty in the sense that like his career is over or anything. I'm not mm-hmm. su- suggesting that, but in the sense that it wasn't like by his choice that he became this, you know, uh, this huge figure. in in chess recently i mean i think it was it was it was an accident he didn't mean for this to happen that's what i'm trying to say but he wanted it with the chess speaks by himself well he wanted to make news but not he didn't want it to happen like this
1: for sure yeah (laughs) i don't think he's happy about uh, about it you Um, don't think so huh i don't think so not at all not necessarily happy i i don't think he's happy i think he's just at this point understanding the role that he has or at least that people want to attribute to him and i think he's embracing that the role of a heel yeah of
0: hmm. I, i'm not sure i actually think that he uh he does care about chess yeah no and, and he wants absolutely. to be respected as a chess player and uh i mean now it's like there's two camps what yeah. is like the well yeah he cheated online but he is still a very good player which is i think cl- the close to the truth i think that's like the the correct thing the other one is and the, some strong players have even said this that um like he's not a strong player at all and he somehow cheated his way to 2700 which to me doesn't like make any sense mm-hmm. but some people do say this i mm-hmm. mean i don't see how it's possible because i, I played the guy three times now and then i can say that uh, you know he obviously was, nothing was going on in any of those games nothing mm-hmm. weird was going on and and he plays very well uh he's a very like he keeps the tension in the game he's like you have to kind of constantly be vigilant when you play him he he's a very energy consuming player probably for himself and for his opponent as well interesting that's an interesting assessment i'm similar but um, that's why i kind of can recognize that because i'm a similar type of player like i'm i'm not like magnus where things just flow easily all the time but i also keep things tense yeah i also i think do
1: put pressure on my opponent in that in that way did you feel any changes in his play um when was the bundesliga game bundesliga was right after candidates out it was like I four know. months ago something like that That whole time period is fuzzy for me but something mm-hmm. like that something like that four months ago and then early early july or two or weeks no. ago three weeks ago at the singapore cup and now once again did you feel any big all the changes? games were similar they were all
0: it's remarkable how ga- similar all those games were huh I mean I could use the same description to describe every game I get a comfortable position out of the opening. Um, it's a com- very complex position, but quite a good one. Mm-hmm. I, at some point, increase my advantage to nearly decisive proportions. We get into some sort of time trouble phase where he starts to resist very well, and I lose the advantage. It goes into an endgame where yeah. I'm still fighting for a win, but he has very, very good drawing chances and objectively draw at some point. And then at the last minute, something happens usually in a mutual time control phase he makes a decisive mistake and i win the game that every game is went that way
1: in the Singfield cup he it seemed to me that he gave up very easily um because the end game wasn't easy at all and you were trying to calculate and he was playing his moves he was blitzing out his moves here it felt a little bit different especially at the critical moment i think he went from like 22 minutes to like seven minutes mm-hmm. for the second time control. And he made a mistake but he was thinking about it he was at least trying to take his time and understand the position um why do you think that was the difference uh well i think that in the
0: singfield cup he was trying to blitz me because i was low on time Mm. and he probably decided that strategy wasn't working out so he probably tried to adjust his play in this tournament i think you've seen we've seen an adjustment in all his games he's taking his time in these games he's still a relatively fast player he doesn't seem to get into serious time trouble, but at the start of the game, he ta- does take his time. He doesn't seem to rush decisions. While in the Singfield Cup, apart from a few games, he was he did tend to rush uh, a lot of decisions and make a lot of hasty choices.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he's definitely taking his time, and I think you mentioned this during our, our interview for uh, for the club as well. It, it was a bit odd that he wasn't maybe aware of your game against Hare Krishna.
0: Yeah, this uh, I don't know. I could only find out about what his preparation was by speaking to him but we didn't speak after the game I am curious because my last game in that variation was recently against a strong player in a classical tournament yeah and I don't think I have and many other games in that variation like there might be some but it's very strange to miss that game but it can happen and it can happen in a very silly way like you forget to download the latest his games you know little streak i guess
1: but it's also in the live database
0: right so yeah but we, okay we, we can only speculate it's clear that actually it's not 100 percent clear it is possible that he kind of knew the line a bit he was trying to take his time because he wanted to sh- maybe show that he wasn't fully in preparation and then bishop of five caught him by surprise and then he was actually out of book because mm-hmm. bishop of five is not a main computer move so maybe he was prepared for something else like bishop g4 like he didn't know this queen c3 rook d1 stuff which you don't like find that over the board he, he had some knowledge about the position
1: by but the way did you uh did you check this novelty that shanklin did with queen c1 in the Nimzo? though i think he played against i looked secretary. at it
0: a little bit yeah i was actually thinking sam uh, sorry not sam uh, hans might play that line because the day before sam played it and it might give hans idea like there's some potential here for white to prepare something to outplay the opponent maybe he even felt over the board this is really unpleasant, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll try from the other side. So I had this like, because uh, Hans doesn't really play this n- queen c2 Nimzo with white normally. So I had this like brief feeling, maybe he'll do this. And I was, I get made a mental note, remembered to check those lines, and then I forgot to. But I still remembered it quite well. Actually, I was hoping, I remembered bishop g5 much better than knight f3. White mm-hmm. has two choices on those moves uh, either to play bishop g5 first or knight f3. How was it? I think it was yeah just d4, knight f6, c4. It should be 4, castle a3, take, take, and d5. And so here white has choice between knight a3, bishop g5. Actually, I'll tell a funny story about bishop g5. Because at some point I prepared this move that I played against Hans. And it was before the candidates, but uh, then I did uh, significantly more work through the candidates. And my whole preparation was based on a game, Shanklin Nakamura. Mm. And so I thought, okay, Nakamura knows this stuff. And he's like the one who who came up with this very clean solution for for Black Howdy equalize, And I didn't pay attention to the move order. And I saw Nakamura play this line multiple times. And then in the candidates, so Fruja plays Nakamura with White, plays this Bishop G five. Nakamura takes, takes B six. And they get some crazy stuff. Fruja sacks a piece in preparation. Yep. Yep. It's actually a brilliant game. Like they both played absolutely brilliantly in that game. And it was eventually a draw. Fruja was super close to winning. It yep. was like on a knife's edge for Nakamura at some point. And then I was thinking why the fuck would Naka take on C four, play B six instead of this cleanly equalizing H six H six move? And then I realized that Hikaru didn't get it from this move order. He actually got it from um, the Nimzo with Knight Knight C three Knight, knight F three Castle Queen C two. Wait. Or or even uh, Queen C two Castle Knight F three D five. Bishop G5, H6, take take, A3, A3 take, take, take take, and Dc4, and we get the line. Ah, completely different. And he didn't make that connection that you can get it from the other move order too. <laughs> and I thought that's very funny. It's like sometimes your preparation just goes re in these like <laughs> very silly ways. Like this is this is pretty clear that if he's prepared that one, he can also prepare it here and save himself a huge amount of hassle. And he might have potentially lost that game to Früjä just because of not having realized this move order stuff. And uh, like a lot of times, I just don't pay attention to the move order, but so it's very important in a lot of openings.
1: Yeah, and well, Naka, if you're listening, give us your response. Yeah, did he, you mess it up, Caro, You can. <laughs> did you really you mess it up? You can save yourself a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> Play h6 in that position.
1: I promise it's a good move. Some serious advice. You don't have to pay us for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting with Hans first first day he comes uh he comes on he doesn't want to speak about his uh game he said beautiful game um I don't know if he expected to win that game I would assume he was trying to win that game he was playing against one of the lowest uh, rated players in the event I also think they have some sort of rivalry Christopher you and Hans really yeah yeah yeah. I think they played into some um, chess.com not the global championship but one of those junior, junior events yeah but they are significantly I mean
0: not there's an age difference there it's like four years or something four years yeah Hans is quite a bit older yeah yeah so you would
1: think that that aged I but think f- they were hanging around in the same groups mm-hmm. and they have the same group of friends probably mm-hmm. or they had the same group of friends and they build up some sort of rivalry that could be because uh, okay this was the funniest <laughs> thing. I mean I also saw like
0: Hikaru's video where he wrote, he was just like cracking up yeah when yeah. he saw what uh what Christopher. Christopher said yeah which was first Christopher says I felt kind of disrespected by hans's interview and then like two seconds later he's like <laughs> i felt
1: disrespected on every level every single level <laughs> well first of all let's preface this uh, with the way christopher usually is in interviews usually he gives out one uh word answers mm-hmm. he's like how do you feel good did you prepare for this line yes <laughs> And it seems like he's going to go on and explain his thought process, but then he doesn't. And then I have to come up with a new uh, question and so on. So I was kind of expecting that type of interview to happen. And then we get into the discussion and then I mentioned the game that he played against Hans and how he managed psychologically to bounce back. And he was like, yeah. I was disrespected, and I was like, "Wait a minute! How? <laughs> he did not mention your name. How? Uh, how did you feel disrespected?" I still don't know exactly why. Um, I can only speculate about that. But actually, he came uh, a couple of days later, I think, or was it the next day? Yes, the next day because he, he won back, to back He beat Wesley, Wesley the first one. So Wesley I mean, that was, was a the huge one game. Yeah, like yeah. that was
0: incredibly impressive. Yeah, and it was actually one of the things I was thinking about because when we like. One of the things about Hans was, like, people were saying his level varies so much uh-huh. in games. But then I was thinking, Christopher plays this game against Hans in the first round. Not a very good game, I would say, by Grandmaster standards. Yeah. Like, okay, Hans played He made played some fine, mistakes, yeah. But from Christopher's point of view, not a very good game. And then the very next day, Christopher plays with Black against Wesley and plays, like, an absolute brilliancy, right? Yeah. I mean, you'd think one of the best players a ridiculous in the world if you just judged by that game it was a really and in such a complex position too i was looking at this position i'm like I, I don't
1: know what's going on here i think wesley played a bit subpar, also like yeah possibly but still still such a good game it, it was a really good game he got uh, his punches in i think wesley missed a bit he had one good chance to actually do quite well at well, some he, point he had the knight take c 4 and just yeah. allow him to take on h3, h3 but this is a very complex position
0: yeah i mean near the end i thought wesley didn't defend very well no he had he could have defended better i think he was a bit demoralized i saw his body language at that time he looked very upset um i i can understand why i mean he he was getting attacked the whole game he probably felt at some point that he was clearly losing he had no control over the game like mm-hmm. it was all christopher who was uh who was doing things mm-hmm. who was guiding the the fight and so probably demoralized wesley quite a bit and maybe that's why he didn't defend well but still. I was just thinking the quality difference from Christopher's point of view is quite remarkable. So maybe it's just normal. You know, sometimes you have a good day, sometimes you have a bad day. What do you think of uh, Christopher You, He's an interesting player. I think he's like some sort of genius. Really, huh? Yeah. I mean, I feel that about a lot of these kids. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's genius or just that they're like, they're very talented players and they're also brought up with these modern engines. And so they like can assimilate the... Like the way that computers play very well, uh, in a way that like older play- <laughs> older players like myself can't. Well, <laughs> I mean, still like we can we can try, we can work well with computers. But these young guys, they sometimes they play so well. Like also a wonder yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! A wonder a beat uh, beat Levon yeah. in a, a game I would be so proud of if I had played it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I see this with like the you know we've already mentioned like the Indian kids, right? Yeah um hans as well sometimes yeah. he's playing perfect <laughs> games you know yeah. we <laughs> well people speculated a lot about them but it could also be that he's just uh, some sort of genius as well and and really can play uh
1: at that level because it it seems that they are these kids are sometimes quite capable of it they're so good yeah Wander yesterday was impressive and we had an interview with him and i asked him how did he come up with this idea and then he was like yeah i had this dinner with um a professor from university of chicago and he was men- mentioning all these type of like gambits mm-hmm. against e45 um fried liver and all of those gambits and he was like you have to play a gambit at the Chess championships and i guess what better time than against levon Aronian, one of the best guys out there yeah Lev was prepared for it just not not prepared enough i checked this line it's
0: um after the game i was interested because okay it's a very Old gambit it's an ancient gambit but it has been played recently because people chess players like to dig up this old stuff yep see if their opponent remembers it like a wonder did and lanier actually faces twice and the the move that the line that a wonder gave is queen d6 trading queens uh-huh instead of levon's um rookie eight yeah there's this opportunity to trade queens and then a wonder mentions this like bishop of five bishop h6 kind of mini trick where white gets a small edge and the right move is bishop g4. Wonder mentions that too. And it's two games of Lanier. Yeah. So you have to pick your targets. <laughs> like Lanier knew the line well. <laughs> against him that it just wouldn't Lanier. work. Yeah. Uh, Levon knew it but not to the same extent and it works against him. So you, chess does have that element of luck in, in, in that way. Sometimes you catch your
1: opponent off guard and sometimes you don't. Do you, uh, well not you in particular, but do you feel like let's say top level players don't look as much as the, this type of uh, offbeat lines i guess compared to compared to like just analyzing the berlin all time or analyzing the marshall i I don't think so
0: i think there's an attraction to this that everyone shares yeah defining some kind of offbeat because we we know that the the easiest way to outplay your opponent is to get them in an unfamiliar position whether that's an opening position a complex middle game uh players who are familiar whether they're wesley magnus whoever it is, a 2,400, uh, of course, different scales, but everyone plays better when they know the position better. Mm -hmm. It's much harder to figure things over the board. And even a player like Magnus will struggle if it's a new position. Maybe struggle less than someone else, but still will struggle. So, there's that attraction to finding some stuff which is new. Uh, The only thing is that these old forgotten lines are usually not totally forgotten uh, because there's so many games played and people know just the amount of things, the amount of ways that they're trying to be tricked by their opponent Mm -hmm. like a wonder did, that they know that they have to be careful for this stuff too. Actually, against Wesley, I was playing a match in 2020, online match. Mm -hmm. And, at some point, I had the thought, like, maybe I should revive this Evans Gambit. And so I did. I played in one game. I got a winning position from the opening. Um, It was a rapid game. So maybe it's different from classical, but still, you know, you can... You can play some one-time one, one time Evan's Gambit here or there, one-time King, King's Gambit, and get a very good position. Even like Jan, uh, Nap- Napomiashi, he played the King's Gambit like nine times, only in Blitz and Rapid. He won like eight out of nine games. I, I'm the only <laughs> player who drew him <laughs> recently. And like, I was actually scared of the King's Gambit because mm-hmm. it, it's it's not a good line. Okay, but still. scared, but not in classical,
1: yeah? Not in classical. You're, not in classical. You're not worried about
0: classical. In classical, I feel like you'll you'll find a way to get a good position. Yeah, do you train for a king's gambit? I have checked classical? it a bit. You've checked it. I have <laughs> analyzed. I mean, I've played against against Jan in the Candidates, so I had to prepare for the king's gambit. But then he plays against me in uh, blitz. Yeah, and I completely forgot what I wanted to do. <laughs> so that's funny.
1: That's how it goes. That's funny. Um, yeah, Chris, for you, interesting character. I have to say, it's good to see him. That he's getting a bit more accustomed to the spotlight to the to the camera and uh, is willing to share a bit more so as an interviewer I definitely enjoy that a lot and obviously the internet as well I mean everybody was going crazy Hikaru was going crazy also um and then he came the next day and he was like yeah maybe I phrased that incorrectly I don't remember exactly how he put it he said um but he traced it a little bit yeah he said I worded that incorrectly yeah
0: Although the interview may have been disrespectful, I didn't feel personally disrespected. Yeah, yeah. Which sounded a bit different than I felt disrespected on (laughs) On every every
1: single (laughs) level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, he's like, he's super young. Um, He can change his mind day in and day out. And then the fourth round interview with Hans was quite interesting because it was a completely different Hans. And I wasn't going to let him get away with just like uh, no analysis or anything Mm -hmm. of that nature. I wanted to see him analyze. Actually, don't remember right now if we had the engine on, or off once again I don't do it on purpose sometimes and I'll give some of the uh, secrets away whenever I'm toggling between uh the woman section and the open section if I have the engine on on one section and then I go to the other section it's off right so mm-hmm. I sometimes forget about it I don't always look at at, yeah. at the engine um and I think it was on for this one against Hans we discussed the game it was an interesting game actually um the Berlin he was obviously missing a lot of things obviously uh confusing a lot of the lines that we were discussing as well Mm -hmm. and everybody confuses lines in 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 the Berlin yeah Yeah. it's so there's so many ramifications along the way easy to forget uh but still defended well Mm -hmm. he was in good spirits and he gave this line uh pretty good line um when uh, about his uber eats order and yes, kind of tied so. it down to what happened in miami because he was saying that uh-huh. uber eats in miami were costing him like a thousand dollars per uh per tournament yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like i'm not winning any games i'm not making any money i'm that's, going that's to be true <laughs> on no minus. i mean
0: uh he's he's obviously a good player he can defend well yeah uh that, i'm not sure if that like makes it more or less scary in general
1: <laughs> probably i more. would say more so, More right? scary. yeah
0: because that's that's always been the worry that uh very strong player is willing to do something unfair. On the other hand, maybe we're also, you know, um, overreacting a bit. Yeah. Like there was this list. Oh, yeah, there was that. Uh, that came out recently from a fake account. From, from a fake, fake Hans account. A fake Hans account. We don't know exactly who it is. It's not his official account, but it is like GM Hans Neiman, right? Yeah. Uh, at GM Hans Neiman, which is his is like at Hans Moke Neiman. Yeah. Mhm. So it's a fake account. Uh, and, but it seems like a very legitimate list. Mm -hmm. Like there's details there. There's names that some of them we knew, some of them we didn't, some are surprising, some are not. Um, but it, it seems like some sort of leak, right?
1: I think so. Um, I mean, who else would have access to that type of information, right? Um, now we know the system that chess.com uses. Mm -hmm. I think the system has uh, become public knowledge Mm -hmm. in recent days um they give people who they consider to have violated fair play Mm -hmm. uh, rules a chance if uh, they acknowledge the fact that they did they have the opportunity to gain another account they're not going to play with that account but they will get another account and um, you can see those changes we were discussing about this as well I mean if you're following chess if you're following online chess and top players you will see when they play from uh, their usual account to a completely different account
0: that's how a lot of these a lot of what this list said yeah that all these were the accounts that were banned for quote unquote fair play
1: violations so somebody could have potentially put up a list and went on to check their previous accounts and see if I don't they think have so. a different account because a lot of those or
0: not a lot but some of those names said account not closed yes but banned from prize money events which now is prize not Prize money yeah that's a good point that's so good that's point. what made me think that it's an internal thing someone who knows these these things I don't know why that was put out there. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's a former Chess.com employee. Maybe it's some, someone currently. Hmm. Um, maybe it's someone who just got that information somehow, some way. Uh, but yeah, it's to me, it seems like a legitimate list. And
1: if it wasn't, I think probably someone would have said something. Well, I actually think um, Andrew Tang mentioned that the list seems legitimate. Mm-hmm. But there was one name. I think it was um, Shamshidin one of the guys from uzbekistan who he thinks uh, he didn't cheat so yeah i've heard that um but i i don't I pr- we probably shouldn't mention names in general yeah yeah as yeah. uh we don't know 100 percent about the veracity of this list right right the list is out there obviously everybody can see it and everybody probably already saw it on, on reddit and whatnot um actually i think what's his name uh ivan sokolov he (laughs) he retweeted Mm -hmm. he got fooled he thought that that's the the actual account of Hans yeah that that's quite an interesting one um then a Norwegian president that Mm -hmm. was that was a big news as well he resigned he resigned yeah yeah yeah. so apparently he was on what was the name of the team Norway gnomes gnomes right the gnomes he was on the gnomes and apparently he was cheating during the Pro Chess league got caught and uh resurfaced I guess and yeah, now I guess he had to resign. He had yeah, to Yeah, I guess that it was like he
0: was threatened to be exposed. Yeah? He and had that's, to resign. That's why he got in front of it. That would be my guess. Because he like said it himself, yeah? He admitted to it before he got... You think so, huh? I think that probably he was told, like, you know, you can't be in this position. Yeah. Which makes sense. Then again, I don't want to name any names yet, but there have been, like, cases in the past of players who have, like, been accused of fixing tournaments being like part of FIDE things like that I mean you know this is uh these are not new things like cheating no. scandals have plagued chess uh
1: for well, actually the Romanian um, chess Federation president um many many years ago and I'm trying to remember his name but I cannot from the top of my head right now he was like 1800 and he fixed his games all the way to 2600 are you serious yes all the way to 2600 <laughs> and at some point he had this tournament and he uh, was losing every single game but I guess he wanted to make a draw or no how was it oh yeah so they got to the philidor position he was mm-hmm. supposed to make a draw and he didn't know the philidor position he was supposed to make a draw because mm-hmm. it was bought already he didn't know the philidor position and he lost <laughs> so <laughs> everybody was like having a blast about it uh having a good laugh about it but yeah it, it, it happened it happened. Uh, I think that guy actually went to to jail. <laughs> for that? Not for that. Okay. For other things. Yeah.
0: that We've heard this before, right? Yeah. Like, there's some, some suspicious guys in chess. Yeah. And they don't get caught in chess, but somehow they get caught in some criminal <laughs> charges and go to jail. <laughs> in I'm real like, life. That, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Five rounds in the book so far. What was uh, the toughest one? Actually, the first one against Lanier was really shaky. Right? Oh, yeah. That was so
0: shaky. I just like... Was surprised by his berlin i played this so such a risky line which i couldn't remember as well i just didn't remember it. um but i wanted to fight yeah and i made this terrible move night b3 not what i had prepared at all what i had prepared was still a little bit uh you know possibly suspicious but but after night b3 i'm just like much much worse out of the opening
1: with white it's like the worst thing that could happen was this something you prepared before the round or it was just some residual it's a while, while back it was a while back yeah and it was not a line that i liked
0: but i still thought that it might be interesting if yeah. your opponent doesn't know it well that was my hope
1: yeah but
0: once uh you f- you forget what to do with white then you just get a terrible position and then i had to fight for draw the whole game which i i finally managed and that was quite important mm-hmm. and um what was the second round yeah second round i was pretty happy with Ray overall ray? yeah i was playing ray with black i got some comfortable position got some winning chances pressed him a bit didn't didn't pan out he defended very well in time trouble but I couldn't can't complain about that game, and then got two good games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, good in terms of result. I don't know if like the quality was fully there, but but definitely good in terms of result. And then I drew Wesley in the fifth round. Uh, I mean, we you got tr- close in that one actually. Yeah, in the Wesley game relatively. I mean, I was up a pawn. He had a fortress. I don't think I had any serious chances. I checked with an engine. You have analyzed it after, Yeah, yeah it's uh, it was an interesting decision. He didn't have to sack the pawn, but he did. I think he felt it would be very unpleasant to defend if not. And while after he does, the onus is on me. Mm-hmm. It's still like very responsible decision. You just sack a pawn. You, you can't 100% know the ramifications of, of playing a pawn down with pawns on both sides. So usually usually you'd think this is a very good ending for white. He defends basically by harassing my pawns. Mm-hmm. By always playing knight g4, knight f6 back. Mm-hmm. And his king remains on d4. And he doesn't get in zixuang because um, like if his king was forced back, like king e5, I get king d3 or something. I probably win because my king starts to to push forward. But my king stays so passive, and he just keeps it there by attacking my pawns. Knight g4, f2 becomes weak. And once I play f3, I no longer have... First of all, my g3 pawns become becomes weak, and I no longer have a way to get my king in through the king side. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't have a way through. But still, I I wasn't like feeling ambitious before the game. I mean, I was very tired after the game with Hans. I thought I'll play a safe line if, uh, if something happens... You know if it pans out fine if not it's also fine uh i got a bit more than i expected and wanted to you know I, I mean not wanted but expected to uh which is good but just not enough but still i was i was quite quite happy with how the game was going most for the most part
1: yeah it felt like you actually managed to put a lot of pressure uh, not necessarily out of the opening it felt like he equalized but after that he slowly slowly were uh, was was kicked back yeah and um Yeah, why why do you feel he gave you the pawn on f seven? No, it's because he had other options, right? Yeah,
0: but my king is kind of moving forward, and his g pawn is weak, so he could of course play like just wait with the king on e seven, right? Yeah. Well, knight e seven, my king goes through. I mean, he could wait with the king on d on e seven. Yeah. And then again, if king e three, there's knight g four, but I'll probably play like h three, king king e three, king d four, try to get in that way. Can he get his pawn to f six and his
1: knight to e five, or he's
0: not in time? Well, his knight on e five is quite bad. His knight on e five is quite bad, I think because uh-huh. with my king on E4 it's very stable there and then he, I can always push him back with F4 yeah and then with the king on E4 I have I can go either to f5 or to f5 doesn't go anywhere because but then D5 and then you think like the knight's covering C6 but then F4 comes King goes to C6 yeah slow invasion yeah uh, also he can end up in zugzwang. that's the thing like a knight <laughs> a knight can defend a lot of squares uh, from uh from his now post like E5 but it can't like wait mm-hmm so either the king has to have enough waiting moves or the knight, someone has to abandon his outpost, which is what I think, uh, expect would happen if he was just trying to passively hold it like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, one thing uh, that I wanted to chat with you about and kind of gauge your your interest in that, how are new um, anti-cheating measures? The the wanding, <laughs> the, the the new ones that Chris Bird's Yeah, so using.
0: I, the... The new detectors, I mean, they're using the standard metal detectors and the 30-minute delay, as everyone, I think, knows about at this point. Yeah. Which is uh, not a really good measure. I mean, in terms of, like, for the tournament, you know, it's uh, for the entertainment Mm -hmm. and what the spectators want. It's not very good. The um, scanners are are interesting. I think that they um, pick up on um, any sort of... um, So they're called non-linear scanners. Mm Mm-hmm. if there's some sort of like electrical uh, device, they'll pick up on that. Even if it's, if it emits any sort of, um, um any sort radio of, uh, waves or anything of that nature. No, not not radio waves. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to describe, <laughs> it. but, um, yeah, if it's electronic in any way, yeah even it doesn't have to be metal it could be something Silica, plastic I think were it could be copper it could anything which um conducts electricity would really, be picked yeah? up by this oh wow
1: that's from what I understand about it um how long does it usually take to go through all of the wanting I know there's oh, one it's, phase it's like then there's a second one and there's Chrisberg, the final boss it's let's <laughs> say like two minutes per person <laughs> two minutes yeah it's
0: two two things there's one the with the metal detector uh-huh. and Chris Bird with the uh, nonlinear scanner and each takes about a minute but with the amount of players it does take quite a bit of time so I leave for the game 20 minutes before to make sure I'm not late yeah yeah uh, a lot of people have ended up being late I, I've also been one of them uh, for a few rounds um
1: only a tiny bit late but still I, I'd rather not arrive late to the game absolutely well I mean five rounds now you're like what three and a half out of five uh, leading tournament half a point I think Sam Savion is the only one behind you, right? Half a point behind you. Uh, uh, Sam is no. Isn't it a wonder? Isn't a wonder. Maybe Sam one? and a wonder. Are they both on plus one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sam is definitely on plus one. Well, wonder uh, is as well. I'm sure of that. A wonder lost one. He won two. He and beat he won two. Yeah. And he beat, was it Elshon? I think it was Elshon or Christopher. No, El. Let me check it that's why i have a laptop in front of me christopher lost to lenderman did a wonder beat Alshon? i'll tell you in just a second but yeah he's uh he, he's doing well i wonder sam Sevion. sam i mean he's been putting a lot of pressure on his opponents
0: sam is a very good player although yesterday he was very close to losing yes against christopher yes, yes. i yes. actually thought this would be another one of those brilliancy games <laughs> but uh but he just narrowly missed out on,
1: on winning that yeah, wonder oh,
0: yeah. they're all they're all quite good. These kids.
1: By the way, wonder actually lost to Elshon Oh, he lost to Elshan. He Lost to Elshan. He beat He won the he won the first round, right? He drew the first round against Wesley, and then he won against Lenderman
0: and Aronian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very important win for him, of course. I mean, uh it will also be quite an inspiring win, I guess, because it's probably the first time
1: he's beaten a top player. Yeah. Like Levon. Well, I think he he was mentioning that he beat uh, Wesley in one of the US championships before oh he did yeah okay. yeah so it wasn't it, it was his second one mm-hmm. um but still I mean quite an impressive result I have to say a and Sevion half a point behind you and then it's Neiman mm-hmm. Wesley Lenderman a lot of guys on 50. percent. lots of guys at 50. percent. Yeah. most guys yeah <laughs> yeah yeah how do you feel about the, the situation right now it's still a good? very long one Eight my next few games
0: are will be interesting I'm playing Elshon then I'm playing I think Christopher
1: Elshon uh Lenderman
0: Lenderman and then Savion Savion yeah a wonder okay I'm not playing Christopher but I guess until the end in that case you're playing uh, I Christopher. think Christopher I play Levon
1: near the end for sure yes Levon is the last one the last one yeah Levon is the last one you're finishing with Jeffrey Sam Sam Shanklin and uh yeah the last three are quite hard I mean the middle
0: of the middle of the tournament there's a few guys who are a bit of an underdog but you never know like one year uh, 2018 I thought Izoria is an underdog right Mm -hmm. and I desperately wanted to beat him and then I lost the game and it cost me uh absolutely cost me the first place because if I had drawn that game would have tied with Sam at plus six if I had won that game um I don't think I was like ever really close to winning that game but let's say I had drawn then I would have tied for first at plus six um losing that game was quite uh quite detrimental so you never know even some guys you think that uh they might be a bit shaky and they end up uh they end up beating you like Mm -hmm. we already saw that happen twice yeah i mean christopher beats uh,
1: wesley uh a wonder beats uh levon so it can always happen yeah yeah eight rounds to go still one rest day is coming about what are you doing during uh the rest day do you have any big plans except shooting this podcast <laughs> I'm doing this <laughs> <laughs> no I I gotta prepare after this but besides that I'm
0: I'm not sure exactly what I'll probably try to chill a bit in the evening yeah it's been uh it's a tough tournament
1: it is yeah. yeah for you as a player for us as commentators as well I can only imagine how difficult it is for you um yesterday we we had some 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 good times at Eric Rosen's that was a good time mm-hmm. uh played some duck chess maybe we'll uh We'll have a part about duck chess. Duck chess is is fun. It's yeah. uh,
0: I think it's getting popular now, yeah. It's basically it is. you make a move and then you place the duck on the
1: board. All right, let's let's do this. Let's imagine this and that's why we have this Mandarin here. This is not duck chess, this it's is not Mandarin duck. chess. Mandarin chess. So basically, because we don't have ducks with us. You make a move and then you and place you the, the duck somewhere.
0: Yeah. So I can't play D five now. I can't you cannot do anything. I yes. can't put anything on D six and I can't move past d6 yeah. if if it's blocked so I could for example play Knight f6 and I could move my mm-hmm. block me again I could move yeah. the Mandarin to c4 so you can't play c4
1: and then I go Knight f3 and then I move Mandarin to e6 so I can not play e six and so actually what you I d- should play you know what you should play this is theory this is duck chess theory Mandarin chess theory in this case you go g6 Yeah. know you put the Mandarin here oh so I can always play Bishop g7 yes no matter what. Because otherwise I would play this and I would put the
0: matter right here. Well, I was thinking I could also like, do this and then you would make a move like g3, probably, or whatever. Sure. And then I because I still them. have useful moves. Like I can always... But you're saying that I'll always get this here so it will be very difficult to ever develop my yes. bishop. Yes, yes. The thing is like, you'll, you'll also find it very difficult to develop. If I play g3. Yeah. So but you I can, can play, play like... something like this, knight, bishop, g5 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's an interesting game. Although, I'm just wondering, like, if I put this here uh-huh, um, and play this, right? Now, you don't
1: really have many useful moves. So, you play first. You play, you make your move first, and then you put it yeah. here. Yes. So, now I will continue. I will play yeah. something like this, and then I will put it on. Yeah, like and I'll do the same thing. thing. I'll play like this and put this here.
0: I mean, you run out of useful moves very quickly. You think so, huh? Well, I mean, do you really want to play E3? Probably not. Then I'll play the thing on e2 <laughs> oh no <laughs> so i don't know if this like is so important that i i mean i can't move my bishop G, g7 so what i can still make like a lot of useful bishop of five h5 moves i can we're even like just develop like this bishop of five e6 we're developing duck chess
1: uh theory i think that black is quickly getting better here we should definitely do some uh some 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 videos on that play some games on that i, I actually played a lot and i was watching um i think it was um Yasser was playing against Kachka Mm -hmm. Nelsova yeah and Eric Rosen and Yasser Eric is like the big proponent of this right he really loves this he's good at it yeah he was playing Blitz Mm -hmm. with uh I think it was one of one of the ladies and um he was really good at it and very proficient with his duck so (laughs) good good with ducks (laughs) he he was very good with his duck so speaking Uh, of chess variants yeah I was thinking of one okay
0: I think we should call it Hans chess Hans chess what so, during the game, you get three lifelines. Okay. You can ask the audience, uh-huh. phone a friend, or 50-50. Okay. 50-50, you get the top two engine moves, but you're not sure which is number one number two. Phone a friend, make sure that your your friend has a good, good equipment. <laughs> and ask the audience. I'm not sure what the audience would be. It could be Reddit. We could ask Reddit for the move. Ask Reddit. I like that. Or ask the chat. Ask the, whose chat. Whoever you're... chat. He I mean, it chat. really depends. Like, some chats are stronger than
1: others. You think so? I think so. Hmm. We have to make our chat pretty strong. We'll have to do some we'll life. We'll see. Life yeah. stuff. They weren't suggesting moves,
0: right? No. Are they... No. Do we know if our chat can play chess?
1: Ah, uh, That's a good question. We will have to test that. We will definitely have to test that. <laughs> in future... Uh, live shows all right well fabi i mean i think we've uh gone through a lot of things one last Anything thing else? yes chess boxing is coming up oh that's that's true that's true december amon versus um amon hamilton versus lawrence Trent. amon versus lawrence Trent. what's up with that uh
0: yeah i don't know have we chatted about that previously we might have mentioned yeah. it i don't think we've like talked about them as chess boxers i mean as chess players amon is stronger yes but not hugely stronger that it would be like a wipeout i mean lawrence is a good player no of course not. so yeah. i don't think i think they're balanced enough in chess terms so it'll probably come down to the boxing i think so yeah and i've seen lawrence training i haven't seen anything about a training i don't know he's training a lot actually
1: he just posted to the did, idea no I or think lawrence it was, uh, lawrence that yeah something he's been posting a lot of like training videos showing mm-hmm. how he's you know Shadow boxing, training with his uh, with his coach. He has a coach. He's going to a gym, and I think he's been doing this for a while. It's not like new for him. He's been training boxing for he a long be. time. Um, what what people don't know is
0: that he is a quite a good salsa dancer. He is, yeah. So there's that footwork that he already good has. Footwork. <laughs> he's got the footwork. So that <laughs> yeah. uh, that's something. That's a, a good. We don't know about Amon if he has that same level of um, dexterity, yeah. Ex- yeah? <laughs> dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> experience in, in footwork and. Boxing-related uh, things.
1: I think Aman is doing uh, rock climbing. That doesn't help you in boxing. It gives you good finger strength. But what does? How, why do you need finger strength in boxing? I mean, I would assume forearm as well. Yeah. And if you have a strong forearm, I think in boxing that's pretty good. Uh, this is a stretch, isn't it? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm okay, not sure. he has the youth. Aman has the youth. I think he's about. He's probably like six years, seven. what year maybe eighty years years younger yeah he's 91.
0: okay and Lawrence is like what uh 86 86. not a huge difference I wouldn't say like five years is so you wouldn't say he has the uh, the youth on him no he does I mean five years is something but I wouldn't I wouldn't put that much weight on it let's see Lawrence Trent is Lawrence bigger or are they about the same weight class same
1: size same 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 height do we Uh know exactly their height at least I can tell you from knowing both of them um I think Aman is slightly taller than him yeah a little slightly bit, yeah? maybe mm-hmm. like half an inch
0: okay so like so they're very close in that that's why that's why it made sense to have them fight yeah because then chest terms similar enough and yes. body size similar enough yes makes sense
1: yeah both of them pre uh, pre skinny I would say Aman probably a bit on the skinnier side Did you say they're approaching 200 like 190 no no way no way you don't think so I think Amani's around one 180 okay. I think uh, definitely um Lawrence should be close to 200. I think he was at some point uh, he's probably, probably lost some weight now yeah probably lost some weight in preparation for this I would say around 180 190 he mm-hmm. he's gonna fight that yeah that should be interesting who do you have on that one do you have ai am gonna uh, take Lawrence do you wanna make any predictions I'm gonna take Lawrence on that one. Oh man uh, he's still my boy gotta take Lawrence gotta take Lawrence all right well um I was probably going to take Lawrence also but you know what I like Amon I like both of them actually uh maybe we will go to that uh match we'll see we'll see how the schedules look like as we get closer to that but I'll you know you pick Lawrence I'm not gonna go with the same guy I'm gonna pick Aman. it's fair we'll figure it out um it's gonna be an interesting one what I want to see is more footage from Amon I want to see him Mm -hmm. box i want to see what i'm putting my money on maybe he's trying to keep that under wraps but he has to popularize the fight
0: actually this is um this is interesting so like there's a lot of chess in the media now yeah and there are some some celebrities who are interested in chess everybody like but they're gonna get more interested in chess yeah are there any celebrities who who have covered the whole hans thing besides elon
1: with his tweet i know joe rogan at some point Mm -hmm. um mentioned Hans and mentioned the beats and everything that comes along with I it. saw that one he car also <laughs> commented on that it was pretty good I thought I thought Joe handled it well one guy that's really getting into chess is uh, Lex Friedman mm-hmm. Lex Friedman had the Bote sisters um I chatted with him actually on like a few months ago on uh, on an app I don't remember exactly what's the name of the app the app where you actually just connect to um connect and speak with like people they cannot see you but you just speak to like mm-hmm. a room full of people I don't remember exactly how it's called but he was very active on that one I spoke with him and now he spoke with Lex Friedman oh with Lex Friedman, with uh what's his name oh, Levy, Levy, yeah. Levy yeah, yeah yeah I saw that a little bit he had Levy on on the pod so he's definitely interested in chess mm-hmm. Lex is 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 getting into that um was Howard Stern also yeah. involved in that Fuck howard Stern <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 that is uh, yeah yeah actually yes yeah yeah fuck that guy um so
0: i i saw hikaru said that he is in austin texas who's in austin texas lex friedman so he's also going to be on lex on his podcast really well he said he was in, austin, is in austin that's okay, what he said yeah,
1: then he's on lex yeah,
0: yeah okay that's what i was thinking or he
1: could be on joe rogan
0: is joe rogan also in austin? joe rogan is also in austin okay those, those are two big ones yeah but it, it would make a lot of sense that he's on lex friedman because lex had levy yeah lex is very interested in this whole hans uh thing and he seems to be interested in chess in general yeah so that would make sense that he's also getting hikaru's opinion of the
1: state of the chess world but maybe joe rogan gets interested in chess right because chess is becoming super big he's been talking about it his body lex friedman because they're pretty yeah. good buddies that would be cool talking about just so maybe he wants Hikaru on, on his pod yeah that should be interesting it's gonna be a good one um Fabi, plenty of uh, rounds to go we'll let you go get some rest this one is going to air uh, on Thursday today's Monday so yeah hopefully by Thursday you're very much in the lead hope so all right